25. I was a police officer, now I'm a voluntarist. Shepard Oakley. Shepard Oakley is a husband, grandfather, and semi-retired entrepreneur. Scumbags would frequently get my blood boiling when they refused to respect my authority or when they would break the law. I had become a cop for a handful of reasons, with the top five being, I would be able to drive fast legally, I would only get into fights that I knew I, and my team, would win, I would get decent pay for someone from my caste, I would receive great benefits, and I wanted to help people. Let's chat about the last, but not the least, reason mentioned above. Yes, I wanted to help people. I recall at age four, as my mother was breaking up with her boyfriend Adam, he grabbed her by the hair and threw her to the muddy ground by his farm driveway in Tennessee. I saw other family violence in neighbors, and at age 10, an old man French kissed me. I developed a personal policy that I didn't like bad people hurting weak people. I thought law enforcement would be a good way to help. So, I started my career by getting my foot in the door as a meter mister and a community service officer, first in my little Rocky Mountain town, and then in a beach town in Southern California. I applied to be a police officer at many law enforcement agencies, but the first to hire me was the Orange County Sheriff's Department in Southern California. After a six-month boot camp-style academy, I started my seven-year stint working as a jailer, which was a requisite of becoming a patrol deputy. Within two years, I was tired of the industrial jail complex system and transferred back to the beach town where I had been a meter mister, now as a sworn police trainee. Six months later, I was fired for having a Midwestern Mennonite lack of street smarts. One example of this lack of street smarts was my failure to catch on to which kind of Mexican should be pulled over. When I was told to pull Mexicans over, because why would they be in a rich white community? I started doing so, but then I had to be taught that illegal immigrant dishwashers were not the kind of Mexicans that should be pulled over. Instead, first and second generation Chicanos with shaved heads and gang attire, especially the ones rolling four deep in an old Impala, were the proper targets. I applied at 15 agencies, starting the afternoon that I was fired, and the first to offer me a job was my little town back in the Rockies. I spent six and a half years there, working patrol, investigations, bike patrol, horse patrol, and on the SWAT team, ending up as the sniper team leader. I developed a specialty in communications-related areas, crisis negotiation, child forensic interviewing, and criminal interrogations. Also, I got to drive fast, and because of the badge on my chest and radio on my hip, I never lost a fight. Oh yeah, and in my almost nine years in the system, no criminal really tried to hurt me. I bought into the silly notion that I was risking my life every day to keep people safe, and it took many years for me to realize that peaceful people, free market folks, died at higher rates than cops. I proudly stood up alongside other cops and military when invited to do so at spaghetti dinner fundraisers so that the citizenry could clap and show their respect for the brave men that kept them safe and free. I even started a police officers association, Red, Union Light, in my agency. Prior to reaching 10 years as a sworn cop, 
I was the subject of an IAA, internal affairs, investigation. I was frustrated that my decision and actions on the night in question, which I still believe were right, were being called into question, and I decided to call it quits. This was the beginning of my full-time entrepreneurship journey. By now I had a BS degree in social science and some good prospects in the executive protection and security consulting arena. Soon after quitting, I tried for the county sheriff position but wasn't selected. Then, through involvement in Ron Paul's 2008 presidential race, I learned things that led me to be more introspective. I read books, listened to lectures and podcasts, and attended conventions. I thought, I studied logic and reason, and I contemplated morality. Exciting stuff, right? The former shepherd wouldn't have thought so, but the new me viewed these things as being of utmost importance. Do you also think that this high-level thinking is one of the most important things that good people ought to engage in? I hope I have properly introduced myself so that I can effectively hint at some of what my life experiences have taught me and how I have acquired my worldview. Let's look back at the first paragraph of this piece, and I will rip it apart. What did I think a scumbag consisted of? Well, you know, gangbangers, tweakers, potheads, child molesters, murderers, and hippies. I don't have the space here. However, I now realize how horribly wrong I was about scumbags. My worldview had changed. And now I realized that being honest, making sure all interactions with others are voluntary and respecting private property are about the only foundational things necessary to be eligible to escape the label of scumbag. My curiosity also led me to read books like The Most Dangerous Superstition, where I learned about the myth of authority. How many good people who displayed contempt of cop attitudes had I treated unfairly because they refused to respect my authority, a thing that didn't even exist? I am sorry. I drove fast, and it arguably wasn't always completely necessary. There is a lot of gray area in law enforcement. For example, when arresting a person for driving under the influence, how many pounds of pressure should be applied in a wrist lock? There isn't really a clear line between what is necessary to keep control and adding an extra ounce because of adrenaline or frustration. In law enforcement, when a handful of cops wrestle a belligerent drunk's hands behind his back, this is later referred to as a fight. When I was a cop, I really thought this was an honest notion. Now I know better. Pay and benefits. Back when I was a cop, it cost a bit over $100,000 a year to keep each cop on the road. This included training, vehicles, salary, uniforms, etc. I later realized that my time as a cop had cost someone over a million dollars. Who was that person, and did he agree to pay? I have realized that it was not a single person. Rather, it was a bunch of hardworking people who pay extortion fees. I was also financially supported by inflation causing printing of money by central banks, which I learned more about in The Creature from Jekyll Island. Steal a million bucks from good people, much. I am sorry to those against whom I initiated violence either by ticketing or arresting for victimless crimes, and to those who had money extorted through taxation to pay for me.
I continue to make amends as best I can by writing books and producing video and audio content about morality, and by living a good and moral life. I used to be a true scumbag. Now I am a voluntarist.